Hello loves, welcome to the Gosha Guide podcast hosted by your resident Gosha Guide, Mahalit. I am a wellness astrologer who coaches high achievers to heal the hustle and fuel success with cosmically aligned wellness. Gosha is the Ethiopian practice of hand feeding a loved one a bite of food, but there is a superstition that only one Gosha will actually curse the relationship between the two people, which inevitably leads to a second Gosha. The Gosha Guide podcast is my way of inviting you to explore a new perspective on wellness, redefining what soul-centered success looks like, and falling in love with your own magic. Join the community by subscribing and taking your first step in your cosmic wellness journey. Welcome back to part two of this lunar eclipse in Scorpio, this intense full moon clearing energy that we have all been feeling. I'm now recording the second part of this as close as possible to the exact of this lunar eclipse. We are just a few hours away here on the east coast and I wanted to have part two be when I was physically a little closer to the peak of this lunar eclipse and I had another day to see if those wellness practices I had been using in part one were working. I was really blown away to see how many text messages I have gotten and DMs from people about how dehydrated they have also felt. I had shared that little bit on my Instagram story and... I had people like, oh my gosh, I had no idea why I've been dehydrated, or some people would spend time with family members or a group of friends and all been wondering why they've just been constantly feeling so dehydrated, and it is this eclipse energy. What I'm picking up on intuitively is that because this energy is clearing out so much from us, A lot of times clearing out energetic energy also needs some physical assistance. So drinking water, the process of drinking water, you know, flushing it out the other way are ways that our body physically releases toxins, releases just anything that is in our system that is filtering out and purifying. And so spiritually, I think... Uh, In my experience, when we are imagining that same kind of clearing process, we can often feel the impacts of it physically. So I think we're all feeling dehydrated because our bodies are probably using the water that we're drinking, the hydration that we have, in order to help physically clear out what we are experiencing. All right, so in this part of the lunar eclipse, I really wanted to show you how to navigate understanding how this eclipse impacts you. So what's beautiful about astrology is it operates on multiple levels. We have the collective astrology, which as I said, the eclipse is impacting all of us. Mercury retrograde is impacting all of us. Pluto retrograde is impacting all of this. All of these things are happening at the same time. But the areas of life they happen in are different for every single person, depending on their birth chart. That makes sense, right? We don't all have the same experience from these transits. In a season where things are going terribly for you, you'll notice that your friend is making many, many strides in that area of their life and vice versa. It's because we're all in our own different cycles, ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And so it's very rare that you're going to look over at anyone next to you and see that they're experiencing the same thing. 
even if they're experiencing the same thing like on the outside, physically, objectively, their emotional experience of it is going to be very, very different. And so I don't want to get I don't want to get too technical with explaining how you can use your birth chart to uncover what is going on in this eclipse, but I do want to give you some skills. I want to empower you to at least start to explore. And if you're much further along, beautiful, then you can add layers and layers of complexity to it. I personally, in processing this eclipse, have been looking for days at my transit chart that shows my birth chart put on top of the chart of the solar eclipse and exactly when that's going to be happening. And then what I can do is the relationship between the aspects of my personal chart and the ones in the transit chart and the relationships that are going on, the interactions, the collision of energies can give me insight onto how I can expect things to show up, what areas I can expect it in, but the details of that experience, the details of how those areas are going to show up are always incredibly unique to that moment and whatever is going on in life. So you definitely don't lose the adventure. And remember, you are in co-creation at all times with the divine, which means that you are not victim to what's going on in the astrology. You do not have to choose to have a terrible experience. I posted on TikTok recently about how you don't have to hate Mercury retrograde. Do you know there's a lot of people with Mercury retrograde in their birth chart? So when retrograde comes around, they actually feel that they have an easier time communicating, an easier time getting ideas across and starting new projects and all of that. So thank God there's four months of that year for those people to feel that alignment of communication. If you don't feel comfortable in Mercury retrograde, think of all of the things that that season gives us, an opportunity to revise. It's almost like a quarterly revision period is how I've started to think about it for my business, is that this is the time that I can take to reflect, to look at what I've been doing, to look back at my goals, to get focused again, see where I need to make shifts and changes to get a little closer to where I want to go. So I invite you not to approach this lunar eclipse energy with judgment as it being bad, because when I say the word spicy and intense, I love that they don't feel like they're attached with like negative emotions, because I love spicy food and I love intense experiences. So to me, that's a way of framing it as something that will be immersive but will not feel like it's taking me over. And I want you to also feel empowered. And the way that we're going to do that is to give you some tools. So let's give you an intro to how you're going to look at your birth chart to see what's being activated. As I've already mentioned, this is a lunar eclipse, a full moon in Scorpio. And what is activated is not just that moon energy, but the axis. And so on the other end, we have Taurus. These are sister signs, Scorpio and Taurus. And no matter when you were born, no matter what your sun sign is, when you pull up your full birth chart map on whatever website you are using, you will see that you have all 12 energies in your wheel. All of us do. All of us have the energies of all of the signs. And that is the truth. 
where what the planets and the placements show us is which energies are more expressed in who we are. But we actually have some level of each astrological energy, every single zodiac sign within us. So what I want you to do is you are going to pull up your birth chart. You will need your birthday, your birth time, and your birth city or coordinates if you were born somewhere rural and that's easier. And you can use a website, you can use astro.com, that's a classic. You can also use AstroSeek. I am partial to AstroSeek. I know a lot of astrologers who use astro.com, but something about the visual of AstroSeek, it just really makes sense to me for some reason. So that's the one I have been using. And what I want you to identify is what houses. What house numbers are Scorpio and Taurus for you? So for me, it is the 10th and the 4th house. The two houses are going to be six digits apart, right? If it's a wheel of 12 and you're identifying these two sister signs, it's going to be, the numbers should be six apart. And what I'd like you to do is to, once you have those house numbers, I want you to reflect on the areas that these houses shed light on. So I'm going to give a brief rundown of a little, a little dose, a little morsel of what each house is about. This is not a complete list, but it is something to at least get you started so that it's not overwhelming um, and you don't have to do that research on your own. So basic rundown of the 12 houses that we all have in our birth chart, but you're going to be paying special attention to the two that are Scorpio and Taurus in your birth chart. All right, so the first house is the house of the self, the ego, the identity, the body, appearance in the first house. First house is ruled by Aries. Aries starts the zodiac wheel. Second house is ruled by Taurus. This is earthly possessions, money, real estate, value, beauty in a material, material way ruled by Taurus. Third house is ruled by Gemini. This is our house of communication, of transportation, of short distance travel, of siblings. Fourth house is ruled by Cancer. This is the house of the mother, of the womb, of home energy, family. This is Cancer vibes all the way. Fifth house is ruled by Leo. This is the house of the inner child creativity play. Number six is ruled by Virgo. So this is one-on-one. So this is daily routines. This is how you work with colleagues. This is your day-to-day life, what your work looks like on a day-to-day basis, how you serve on a day-to-day basis, all of that good stuff. The seventh house is ruled by Libra. This is the house of partnership, of romantic partnership, business partnership, one-on-one relationships, balance. The eighth house is the house of sex and death and the occult and taboo and astrology and you kind of the unseen energy exchanges. The eighth house is ruled by Scorpio. Ninth house is 
far far away travel foreign cultures this is spirituality not in a way that's religious or dogmatic but general spirituality cultures languages and learning this is ruled by Sagittarius the 10th house is ruled by Capricorn so this is career this is legacy this is the way that people know you achievements 11th house is ruled by Aquarius. This is peers, community, friends. And 12th house is ruled by Pisces. This is the imagination, dreams, the unseen world, and the subconscious. This is a little taste of each and every house. And I noted the ones, what the rulerships are, but your houses are likely going to be completely different from this. The only way your houses will probably fall into this order is if you have an Aries rising and so the wheel would align with the natural rulerships. But otherwise, it's probably going to look different. So like me, I have 10th house, which is traditionally ruled by Capricorn. That is Scorpio for me. That's being activated by this moon. And I also have Pluto activated there and the Midheaven. It's fun times over here. Fourth house also being activated because we have the nodes being active on that Taurus and Scorpio axis. The sun is right there. We also have Uranus right now collectively in that fourth house for me. It's a lot of, a lot of energy, <laughs> a lot of energy going on. So I have been preparing or thinking about this astrological transit since the year started. I have personally been undergoing so many changes and rebirth in my business, a lot of which has been behind the scenes. And I wanted to use the month of May to propel forward those transformations in a way that the universe sees fit. Because truthfully, eclipse energy is not for manifesting. It's not for setting intentions. It's not for releasing new projects or signing new contracts or anything like that. This is the season to release and let the eclipse flush out and carry away and whisk away whatever is not serving us and for us to have the tools to make sure that we're planting those positive beliefs, those positive affirmations, those positive manifestations of of what we want. So it's really being in that energy of understanding how we're feeling, understanding what's coming up, being really patient with it and knowing that it's for our highest good without feeling the need to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not high vibe or I'm thinking negatively or this is not good. No, this is not a time for judgment because truthfully, it is in these moments of discomfort, it's in these moments of seeing the ugly truth that we are really able to transform. Um, And so I had... A few moments of really seeing this come to light in my own life. I wanted to just share some examples because as you are looking at the houses now of Scorpio and Taurus and thinking about what's being affected, I want to show you some examples of, of what can come up and how. So like I had said, what's being activated for me is the fourth house of home, family, mother, womb, and the 10th house of career and legacy and achievements. And I have Pluto energy in that 10th house, which is a lot of of transformative 
energy and Pluto's ruled by Scorpio. This is more for the astrology nerds, but I like to add these little nuggets in because as you all get more and more acquainted with understanding the patterns of the universe, then you can all enjoy these little nuggets as well. So going into this, I knew it would be impacting these areas. And so I decided I wanted to make home very comfortable for the weekend. Heath is out of town, so total rain on like the kinds of foods that I was buying and the kind of setup that I was going to have at home. And I just wanted to make home as comfortable as possible so I can spend time and feel supported here. I didn't want to have to run errands on the weekend. I also did not want to feel obliged to work out. And this is because I specifically like to work out, out at the gym And I don't want to be in an environment with a lot of people and a lot of energy in these two days. So going to the gym is is not going to work for me. So if I work out, it it would have to be outdoors. I still decided that was too much for me because I, I'm incredibly sensitive to the energy of the collective. So even when I have the tools to emotionally regulate and manage what I'm experiencing, I also have to be conscious of what spaces I'm going into, um, who I'm exchanging energy with, going out for errands and stuff at, at certain times. And it doesn't mean I have to, you know, rule my life by astrology, but it definitely gives me a roadmap so that I can have a guide to make sure that I am not sabotaging the spiritual hygiene, spiritual maintenance work that I am doing, especially as an astrologer and the work I do with one-on-one clients. For me, it is of the utmost priority that I am caring for my energy, that I am cultivating space for my intuition and just feeling aligned. And But even if you don't feel like you are that sensitive to the energies of this, you are also an intuitive, creative being. And these tools, this navigation is only meant to empower you, not to make you feel tied down. It's meant to do the literal opposite. It's like how having a weather app on your iPhone can empower you to dress appropriately for the day without going outside. Because you can always go outside and and realize you're wearing the wrong thing and go back in. But knowing the astrology is like seeing on your weather app what it's going to be like ahead of time. So my intention for this opportunity of clearing has been one, for me as an oldest daughter of immigrants from Ethiopia, I had definitely been holding on to a lot of beliefs about what success means and the kind of success that's available to me based on ideas I'd learned in the home. Where I recognize a lot of shadow work and limiting beliefs come up is in my childhood, we had experienced an increase of the household income kind of drastically when my parents went back to school. And things had really shifted and impacted our lives. I think without... Um, at least me having the emotional understanding and regulation to navigate those experiences as they were happening. So when 
I, until I was like 10 years old, my brother and I shared a room in a small apartment with my parents. And actually recently some, a photo had come up of the second apartment we used to live in, which was when I actually got my own room. It was a three bedroom. And I was, I think like turning 11 when we moved in there. So exciting to get my own room. And I remember looking at the photo and there is not a lot of stuff in the living room. There's a couch. There's another couch on the other side. I know there's a TV against one wall. There aren't many, like, there aren't decorations. There's no coffee table at this time. It's very, very, very almost empty. And I was looking at it, and as a child, we had such a joyful childhood, I felt like. We really did not know that, you know, we did not have material items that later on would become a normal part of our lives. Like, we we just didn't. We just had so much love and attention and support from not just our parents, but uncles, aunts, family, friends, and I feel very, very grateful for that. But as my parents went to school, the household income increased, we moved to Cupertino. I think that in my experience, I developed a lot of complicated relationships with what was possible because it felt like in one part of my childhood, it was this ideal to go to college. Like going to college was the biggest, most impossible thing that was like, that felt like the pinnacle of of what it was about going to college and getting a six-figure job, which probably meant I'd have to go to grad school. But it was these dreams that were so far and so beyond and so unreachable until my mom graduated college when I was 12. And seeing that kind of created a a new level, a new opening of, oh my goodness, look at what's possible. And I think that at every experience when I graduated college, when I graduated law school, it's just the door kept opening of, wow, this thing is actually really possible in real life. And starting to integrate that, what I am noticing myself most releasing is the idea of being able to be successful working for myself, having my own business fully and completely support my life's work. And I really deeply desire to release any and all beliefs that are limiting me in this area because I am having so much fun building what my business has become. 2022 has blown my mind as to what is possible, as to how I can use my intuition and love and obsession about astrology and obsession with diving deep into like the data and connecting these things and translating it for people like into a way to help others directly and be able to create a business that will continue to help more and more people and create deeply satisfying, exciting jobs for many others in the future. That is my heart's desire. And I can often feel when I'm doing business courses or mindset courses, I can feel the difficult limitation of, well, I've never seen anybody in my family or um, in our most immediate circle creating a business 
in this way, <laughs> in this industry. Like it just seems the only people that I had seen create like successful businesses are either creating traditional practices of white collar jobs or having, you know, really successful restaurant, which is incredibly difficult and takes so much time. I've, I don't know anybody in my family who's created a successful online business, particularly not a spiritual wellness business. So I am coming into the season with release any beliefs I learned from the home around that, release any beliefs I learned in law school or college or anywhere else in my life about what my career should be and what I can achieve in this lifetime. That was my intention. And so in addition to like that throwback of when I was younger and remembering how I felt as a child in the apartment I grew up in and how I feel now looking back, um, I have had so many other dreams, visions, memories, um, even like just feelings of stress, (laughs) you know, like feelings of stress that like feel like a memory, but you don't really know like what's being triggered. I've had so many of those experiences. And if any of you feel like You can look at your birth chart, look at your houses, thinking of the themes that I described, and you're like, oh yeah, I have had a lot of weird emotions or memories or anxieties coming up in that area. That is this energy. This eclipse energy has the potential not just to clear out stuff from your lifetime, but stuff that's generational, stuff that goes, that is collective, that goes far beyond us, which is why it's so important for us to let go. Because you're not only healing yourself, you're healing everyone else around you. I honestly want to let go of beliefs that I don't have to keep passing on and perpetuating in my family. And I'm open to whatever that takes and whatever that looks like. And that is the best thing you can do during this eclipse. It's beautiful because you don't actually have to do anything except for let go, except for release those hands and those palms and open up and let that eclipse come in and sweep away the stuff that is just not working for you anymore. Another way that the fourth house energy came up for me as well is that I have like really, really invested time, money, energy into my money mindset and um, completely shifting the way that I manage and talk to and care about and have a relationship with money on a spiritual level and on a practical level. And in this week, I felt myself wanting to avoid budget time, especially in areas that I'm currently making investments in, I really felt that resistance of wanting to avoid, wanting to hide, which is totally a pattern around money that I experienced in the home. And I had to create space to release emotions, to emotionally regulate. I literally made a date moment today to get me back in front of my budget. And I really haven't had to do that in a very, very, very long time because I've genuinely had so much joy in my relationship with money. But the eclipse brought around some old baggage for me to assess. So I played some lovely music, played the music, set a vibe, brought some water. (laughs) I literally have not been away from my water bottle for one second. And I gave myself the space to just sit and take my time. I didn't put a time limit on how long I was going to spend with my budget and really let myself 
just move at the pace that I needed to. But I knew even if it was incredibly difficult and even if there was only so much that I can get done, I knew for a fact that I had to break the cycle and show up for this experience so that I can do something different from the past. Because that's how you break cycles. You do a different thing from the past. And if in the past, wanting to avoid the budget would mean more avoidance, we're going to do the opposite. So that when we feel like avoiding it, we're actually going to make it a more comfortable environment, bring in a drink, bring in a song, light a candle, do something to make it an inviting experience because I'm not running away from these feelings. And guess what? (laughs) The budgeting experience was fantastic. It actually made me feel so much more empowered, so much more focused, and so much more motivated for what I'm creating in this quarter. So all in all, that moment of just sitting in the emotion, not feeling shame or judgment about it, and still choosing to move forward really, really worked for me. Another thing that I'm experiencing, which is by far the most challenging and like what the hell moment that has happened in this eclipse, is I received a DM this morning about somebody being unable to access a recipe that I've had on my website for like three years. And I went to the website immediately on my phone and found that there was an issue connecting. I had been on my website back end for six hours. I had another task, a big task actually, to transfer my domain to another server because I'm in the middle of um, a website, not in the middle, but preparing for a website revamp that is coming in July. And I knew I had to transfer my domain for that. I actually had kind of been um, not dreading, but I had been procrastinating transferring the domain because... I was going back and forth between what information, what posts from my old website are coming to the new website. The website is being completely redone. It's in a new home. It's going to have a new energy. It's going to have new branding. It's like a complete makeover. And I had been mulling over in my head, you know, how many of the recipes and how much of the food content is going to be available on my new website because it's just not as relevant to the work that I do. Of course, it's an extension, especially in the cosmic wellness, but what I have done and the things and the products and the experiences that people ask for more of are really a lot more in alignment with my knowledge around astrology and just our intuition. So I had been asking myself the question of how much of the food information, recipes, and all of that should be coming to the new website if I'm much more rooted in this business having its heart in astrology and cosmic empowerment and cosmic wellness as opposed to a more food and recipe approached form of wellness, right? Doesn't mean I'm not going to be sharing what I cook and what I drink and all of that on my Instagram because I absolutely will because it's so essential to how I fuel my intuition. But I was just playing with, you know, how how much of that is going to come over. And because I was doing that, I was procrastinating transferring the domain And today was the day that I had blocked off to do this task, this task that I've been putting off. I was like, today's the day we got to do it. I get that DM saying she can't access on the back end. I'm able to transfer the domain, but I'm telling you, I put hours into this 
I have no access to my WordPress information. I have no access to my old posts. WordPress does not even recognize that I have an account. My domain stuff moved over, no problem, no issue. But the actual content of my website, everything I have made on there for three years is gone. And it feels like the eclipse just made that decision for me, that I had been having so much stress and anxiety and uncertainty about stepping into this new identity, a more true identity of who I am, of really having my business be more of a reflection of my natural gifts. All of that was offset by this thought of, well, people are still going to want to come for recipes. Like, what if people are disappointed that there's no longer recipes on there? What if people just still want to cook things? And what if they're not available for the spiritual side or the intuitive side? Um, And I think the eclipse is telling me, well, that's not who you're here to serve. You are here to serve people who are interested in all of the depth Because to be honest, I can't talk about food without talking about the power and impact it has on nourishing our intuition. I can't talk about um, meditation without talking about how it gives you more access to ideas and creativity and to your subconscious um, and to just bring more imaginative energy and ideas into your life. To me, all of these things are related, and that's what feels like the truest expression. Um, So I think the eclipse has given me an opportunity to say goodbye to what was the first almost three years of Just One Gursha as a website was really a home for recipes. Even as I started to offer business service, I never had the website as a business website. If I'm being really honest with myself, it was not a space where you come and you can see my services, you know what I'm doing, you know how you can explore more, you know what kind of transformation you can get. I don't think it was ever doing that. And I think it's probably because I was tinkering and figuring out, okay, what is just one Gursha? What do people want? How is it that I can best serve? And it was only once I got a clear picture of where my gifts and the people that I want to serve and the work that I want to do, where all of those things directly intersect, that is when my business really started to take shape in December of 2021. And so I think the eclipse is saying that it's okay for me to allow this total rebirth for a website to be completely reborn anew, for me to not be afraid of letting go of recipes and sharing recipes and having people on, you know, so many like blog pages, like there's so many places that my recipes are linked and just feeling confident in the fact that, okay, that's all right. People are are going to try and access those links and they're going to see what I'm doing now. And that is how we transform. And my career, 10th house, being Scorpio energy with Pluto right on my midheaven almost, is an expression of the fact that my career is was never meant to be linear. This journey that I've taken of 
going to law school, starting to work in a law firm full time, failing the bar exam twice, trying to reroute and doing, you know, non-traditional legal jobs to and now we're building a business that is really focused on this cosmic empowerment and wellness while also doing this nine to five as a law clerk is just so much of a testament as to how the transformation is occurring. And I believe that the rebirth that I am calling in, that I am present for, and that the eclipse is helping me see is how safe it is to fully let go of past versions of myself, even past versions of just one gursha, to fully, fully release it and to feel confident that having a business that's more aligned with what I'm here to do is of the highest good to everybody and that this transformation is not about me and my ego. It's about doing what is the best for every single person involved. So that's how I have been processing the lessons in these areas. I have felt a lot of stuff under the surface, having very active dreams and visions, things in dream time. A lot of times I don't remember dreams unless they're visions or messages, but I do feel emotions of the kind of processing and emotional processing that's happening in dream time. So I've been feeling that intensely when I wake up I've just been trying to stay hydrated stay supported stay grounded and really just releasing and surrendering this is just not the time for manifesting it's not the time for trying to make something happen at all um and I'll give you an, an idea of how I approach ideas that I want to I want to unfold and unravel so I told you that I, I lost all the stuff on WordPress and my website. And now what I'm also reflecting on as I'm talking about this is how much space that that is actually giving me to spend time on something I'm revisiting. There is an idea that's come around a couple of times and I didn't quite know how it would pan out. It would be a really exciting offering. It'd be a really exciting course to teach like absolutely everything I love about spiritual wellness and hygiene. But this time it came with a title. I got a clear visual of what the title is and the kind of truth that I want to design it with, the kind of integrity, the kind of care and love I want to design this course with. And it revisited me. So Mercury retrogrades, we love things with re, revisit, reflect, reset. So the idea revisited me with a new name. And even though it won't be rolled out in these weeks of eclipse energy, what I can do is continue to revisit that idea and to actually map out how I can move forward with this reignited idea for after when this energy has settled out. And I had been distracting myself with the prospect of updating my website a little, even though I'm literally having it redone by professional in July. I had an idea to redo it a little bit in order to better support sales towards readings. And 
clearly <laughs> it's not in the cards. It's not in the cards. So instead, I'm going to get creative about how I can funnel people over to just the booking page and to keep the website under construction to reflect on this beautiful soul offering that has come through that has revisited me with more clarity and to release ideas that I learned from the home about what is possible for a career, what is possible for a legacy, what's possible for achievements and take the ride. So we are getting close to the peak of this lunar eclipse energy I'm going to be releasing this episode tomorrow morning, Monday, May 16th. You may experience that you already had a night of feeling the intensity of the lunar eclipse energy, that you're already kind of deep into it, but I hope that this invitation allows you to explore because we still have a couple of weeks of feeling this clearing. Not only that, the impact of this transit will be lasting for at least six months. So imagine what you want your life to be like in November of 2022. And by imagining what you want your life to look like in November of 2022, imagine the amount of things, limiting beliefs, the fears that you have to release in order to start taking the steps towards that destination and ask the eclipse energy ask god ask your guides and ancestors whatever you feel most spiritually aligned to call in ask that divine source energy to help you let go of what does not need to come to that next step of your journey I wish you all such a blessed eclipse. If you want more wellness practices for this season, you can dive a little deeper by downloading my free cosmic wellness guide, which is linked in the show notes. This gives you some wellness practices for your sun sign and your moon sign. So you'll have quite a lot to work with that can serve you for the next two weeks and beyond. If you want to go even deeper and have an exploration of your unique cosmic blueprint to understand how you can best tap into your authentic power and cosmic gifts, you can book a birth chart reading with me as well, which is linked in the show notes. If you feel called, I would love to give you the experience of exploring where your incredible cosmic gifts are. I tend to attract people who are closeted intuitives in the corporate world who are a little curious about getting deeper into their astrology and love nature. So if that sounds like you, then this just may be the space for you. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful eclipse season and I will see you in the next episode.